the teaching ministry of Judah Olorimaye, a man called of God to compel consecration, provoke repentance, and inspire worship by the preaching and teaching of God's word and the miraculous demonstration of God's power. God's word is about to hit you as light and strength. Get ready for an encounter with grace. This would submerge you. Other forces will submerge. The force of darkness is waiting. Listen to me. The interesting thing here is that God didn't create darkness. It suggests that darkness was a default state. Hello? Darkness was a default, a natural state. You don't need any help for something to go bad. Things go bad naturally. We don't need any effort for something to go bad. Things go bad effortlessly and naturally. It is effort that you have to apply when you want to make things go good or go right. You have to apply effort. But default state, darkness was upon the face of the dick. But then God fixed it by taking responsibility. Number three here. Let's go on to number three. So, go back again to Genesis chapter 1. There's a phrase in verse 4 that I said you should take note of. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from darkness. Everybody say divided. The lesson here is separation. 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 In 2020, you will have to separate yourself. You will have to live separately. You will have to practice the principle of what I call creative separation. Creative separation. And God divided the light from the darkness. Oh, this is the explanation. So God said, let there be light. And what was the next statement? And there was... But the light was useless because it was still choked and surrounded by darkness. The light did not come out. The light was not distinct. The light was not evidence. Until God said, oh yeah, separate it, separate it, separate it. The beauty of your life cannot come out when you are still surrounded with some other things. You will have to be separated. Separated. Abraham never entered into the full promise of God until Lot separated from him. A lot have to go. There has to be a separation. There are some people you are rolling with in 2020. If you keep rolling with them, the beauty of God will not come out. It's there, but there's no separation. There's something called color separation, isn't it? I think it's a printing or a printing word. But certain things will not be obvious. Certain powers will not be obvious in your life until you walk by the principle of creative separation. God had created light. Creation was not a problem. But the light was not manifest until there was a separation. Now, when we were reading, we read in verse 4 that God created light. And then in verse 14, God created light. Are we together? What actually happened, there are two ways, or there are two things that was ministered to me here. You know, because in verse 14, he talked about different lights the sun the moon the stars so we can infer that the first light that god created was a conglomeration 
of all the lights that God will ever create. Are we together? But it was a large body of light. And it was also wrapped up in darkness. It was in verse 14 that God had to now separate. So yeah, sun, come out from here. Stars, come out. From the same light he had created in verse 3. But he separated them. That's when they now became useful. They began to supply illumination to the earth. They had been brought out of darkness and then they had been brought out separately. Oh yeah, you supply the planet Earth's light. Moon reflects the sun's light. Stars supply the firmament's light. That separation was what made it useful. You won't be useful to yourself. You won't be useful to the world. You won't be useful to God until you separate. 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 There are things you have to separate from. <laughs> if your usefulness will come alive. Let's look at it again in Genesis chapter 1 verse 14. The principle of creative separation. And God said, let there be light in the firmaments of the earth, of the heaven, to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs, and for seasons, and for days, and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmaments of the heaven, to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights. This making can be inferred as a separative making. It wasn't like, God already made the light already, he had made it already. But he was now bringing it out. Oh yeah, you come, step aside. This is your work. Step aside. This is your work. We can also say, this is just a theological juggling, that the lights that God created in verse 2, or verse 3 rather, where is verse 4 rather, and God said, let there be light, was an illumination of his operation. All the things that light brings is illumination. Are we together? Please note that God did not create the light for himself. Because in God's world, darkness and light are the same. Nothing can hide from God. I'm trying to hide from God. I'm going to hide in darkness. God could see everything clearly. But when God wanted to begin the order of creation, He wanted man to learn from it. So He first made illumination so that we can see what He's doing one after the other. Did you get that? That's the first light He made in verse 4. So that we can learn from His works. So He says, that was the first day. And that was made in the second day. The illumination that we have now that helps us to see what God made on the first day, second day, is that first light He created. So we can see His works. But God could have worked without us knowing what He was doing. Then it would be a work in darkness. But He made the light first so that man can learn. There could be documentations of His operations and that we can learn the principles of creation and follow that order. Are we together? So, but basically, there was a creative principle here, or a separation principle, that allowed for distinct, unique bodies to manifest their beauties. There will be no beautification to your life until you separate. I told you that when I was reading. A room is ugly, not because there is anything particularly evil in the room, but because things are not kept distinctly, separately. Separately. When we clear a room or we clean a room, we don't necessarily throw things out. We just put it where they should belong. This one is not supposed to be here. What is shoe doing on the bed? Or you put it in the shoe rack. Are we together? That beauty can only come when it's separation. The beauty of your life is there. But you have entangled yourself with too many things. Second Corinthians chapter 6 and verse, verse 15 to about 18 thereabouts. What fellowship does light have to do with darkness? What concord does Christ have to do with Belial? 
what agreement does the temple of God with the temple of power? He says, Come ye from amongst them and be ye separate. Be ye separate. No, you have to be separate. Creative separation. There is a glory, there is a beauty waiting to manifest. But it will be dormant if you do not separate yourself. So you have to separate yourself, you have to separate things. God separated the lesser light from the greater light. This one, you, you will be in charge to rule over the night, you rule over the day. Separation may not necessarily refer to doing away with, but putting things in their place. Are we together? Put things in their place. Not everybody has the rest to walk into your heart and walk out. Don't give everybody the key to your life. Everybody has this place. Everybody, everybody cannot have the same place in your life. For goodness sake. They cannot tread upon your life. Tread out, tread in. Tread out, tread in. Use your life for experiment. Give everybody its place. Give everything its place. Money is useful. It has its place. But you take the place of God. Separation. 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 Are we together? Let me review things I wrote here. In my notes. So, be separate from the world. This is the biggest. This is what God told me to say. This is the biggest decision you make. To be separate from the world. To stand out. To say nobody will ask again when I'm born again. To be obvious. <laughs> to be, it's very clear. It's very, very clear. This is the biggest decision you have to make. In the year of his power, only those who are separate will experience the reality of that world. Only those who are separate. Make a decision to be separated from the world. Don't mix God's wisdom with worldly wisdom. Uh-uh. Mixtures is what brings about ugliness. Mixtures is what brings about ugliness. The earth was without form creating the earth. What God did was to separate the waters from the sand. That's how the earth was created. The earth was there inherently. But because it was not separated from so many other things, it was jaga jaga. So, the creation of the earth was actually more of a separation. Waters gathered in this side. Land gathered in this side. Uh-huh. Now we have continents. Although, well, there is another event that happened that divided the lands. That one is something else. But then, the earth was gathered in one place. The waters were gathered in one place. Separation. Separation. Mixture will make your life ugly. You read the Bible. One minute. Another minute. You read the blog of an atheist. Uh-uh. And on both occasions, you are catching Rama. You are catching Rama from atheist. But I don't believe in God. You are catching Rama from pastor. How do you want to? How does your life want to be fine like this? That's why there's so much openness. There's so much void. Don't mix heaven's culture with the world's customs. Romans 12, 2. Don't be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the will of your mind. Which one you did? Which one you did? Which one you did? So you did that. Are you are you part of us? Or should we wait for another person? Let the heaven look down and say, That's my guy, that's my girl. We, we know myself. 
Stop mixing. You are confusing God. <laughs> confusing the angels. Stop mixing. Are we together? This is a very important thing you should notice here. Think, speak, and behave like a Christian. Like a Christian. That's your priority in 2020. I want to think. I want to speak. I want to behave like a Christian. I'm tired of mixing. There's no point. There's no point. It does not produce any beauty. A couple of other things here about separation. This year separate fact from fiction. Separate truth from rumors. You will hear many things this year. It's not everything you should believe. Are we together? It's not everything you should believe. Separate, separate, separate. They say this, what is going to happen now? Well, what is God saying? What is God saying? What is the Spirit of God saying? Separate fact from fiction. And then separate emotions from decisions. I feel like not coming to church. Stop this nonsense this year. Stop this nonsense. You can't continue like this for goodness sake. The last time I checked, you are getting old. And I still say, I feel like. You feel like what? Separate your feelings from decisions. Know what is right and do it. Irrespective of how you feel or how you are feeling or how you are felt or how you want to feel. Separate. You are an adult. Dr. Ophophoye does not go to work because he feels like going to work. He goes to work because he has to go to work. People will die if he does not go. It's not about feeling. You think he does not like to be on the dube. Enjoy Amatang with that. You think he does not like it. What's what? I have to do what I have to do. I'm a man. You can't be doing what I feel like, I feel like, I feel like all your life. Separate. Are we together? Number what now? Number four. Ah, I have to rush you. Let me rush this point here. Okay. Number four lesson. Make every day count. And the evening and the morning was the first day. And the evening and the morning was the first day. And then on and on like that till eventually we got to the sixth day. God could have designed the world in one second. But that's not how we operate. He makes every day count. It is called the principle of accumulation. Makes every day. God reserved the best of his creatures for the last day. Last day. The ones he blessed, he made them on the last day. When he made the light on the first day, he looked like, okay, he tried. Good job. The Bible says God saw it was good, but it was not done yet. He kept going. He kept going. He kept going. He made the firmament and divided. It was good. God kept going. He was getting to his best. Then eventually he said it was very good. Don't stop until you get to the best. Make every day count. Did you get that point? The year 2020 is subdivided to months, weeks, days. It is the accumulation of all these factors that allows for the year 2020. To think that the year can exist and operate irrespective of what you do every second, every minute, every hour, every day is a decision. The entire year is broken down to seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months. Make every day count. In prayer, make every day count. In study, make every day count. In meditation, make every day count. In confession, make every day count. Joshua 1 8, this book of the law should not depart from your mouth. 
but you should observe to do what is written in it day and night day and night make a video count in repentance in forgiveness in disciplines in consecration make every day count that's what determines the year the year is not determined just because of a prophetic word it's determined based on what is determined by what you do every day every minute every hour every week every month god made certain things in a day he will pause continue the next day he will pause because what was it to us the principle of making every day count we have spent five days already. Some people say January is slow. Is it true? Why are you saying no? Me that I'm getting married very soon. January is very fast. Ah. So we're already on the fifth. I've not bought this, I've not bought that. Ah. The man who is busy. Time flies. The man who is not busy, time is slow. Time is slow because you are idle. <laughs> it's fifth all of a sudden. The year is ticking. The year is ticking. The year is ticking. Are you making this count? You came to church, for instance, now. For the, in the last two hours I've been in church. Are you making this count or you are wasting it? Are you making it count by listening and telling yourself, I'm going to apply myself to the word? Or you are just wasting it? It will go. The next time will be next Sunday. That one too can it can waste. It will be upper Sunday. It can waste. Before you know it, you are in December and you are wondering, what will we gain? For 2020. What will we achieve? What will we do? What will we learn? Make every day count. Are we together? Point number what? Five. Be result oriented. In 2020, don't be activity-oriented. Don't let activity motivate you. Let results motivate you. Be results-oriented. The Bible says that God said and that God saw. The phrase, God saw that was good, was said about six times in the Christian story. Whenever God says a thing, he will look out to see whether what he said came to pass. I perceive it for any reason, it did not come to pass, he will correct it. He said, no, no, no. I didn't say it for saying sake. I wanted it to happen. Oh yeah, correct. Oh yeah, fix. 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 Don't be motivated by activities. I came to church. That is nothing. But what did I learn? What did I receive? Results. It's about results. Are we together? I celebrated my birthday. Okay, fine. But results will come. Results. And God said, and God saw. Then you say it was good. Right, let's move on to the next result. We, have got we don't move on until we get results. If God said something and it didn't come to pass, God will stay there until it happens. <laughs> the next day cannot come to pass until what we had done before worked. That's, that's how God works. Not as I have done it. It didn't work. Eh? Let me try something else. No, you stay there until it works. <laughs> you stay there. I'm trying to fix my finances. It didn't work. I stayed there. I have the capacity to create. But it only can it can only happen if I am result oriented, not just activity oriented. As I did something, as I went to school, as I preached the message, as I sang a song, that should not that should never be a source of happiness to you that you did an activity. Ask yourself, after the activity, did I get the result? Never involve yourself with an activity without an expected result in mind. When you do something, measure was this what 
I intended to happen. Not just say, I shall done it. No, no, you can't live a life like that. You're going to waste your life like that. Listen to me. The idea is that God seemingly had a mental picture in his heart. A mental picture. And God said, Let there be light. God had a mental picture of lights. I'm sorry, I'm using human terms to describe divine operations. That is permissible. But then, I'm just going to explain to you how God seemingly operated in the creation story. He had it in his mind. When the light comes, this is what it will look like. So when he said it, he now looked, is this what I saw in my mind? If it was not so, he would say it again. Or he would change it. If it's so, he would say, it is good. Let's move on to the next. Never wake up without a mental picture of how that day should be. Hello? Hello? Have a mental picture of how everything... Once you wake up and you are praying, have a mental picture. This is how today's going to be. This is what I'm going to achieve. This is what I'm going to actualize. This is what I'm going to learn. This is what I'm going to obtain. The day is not permitted to end until you obtain it. Actually, most of the things we don't get is because there's no willpower to obtain. And that happens because there is no success and result orientation. We are just living through the days, living through the hours. No intentions, no plans, no goals. We just come and go, we come and go, we come and go. This is why we don't get anything. God was monitoring every day. Listen to me. This concept of the evening and the morning was the first day. It's an Ojoro concept. Let me explain what I mean by Ojoro concept. We are not told whether that day was 24 hours or not. All that determines the day is when God completes his work. If it took 24 million years, remember the calendar as one day. <laughs> the day should not end until you accomplish your dreams. This is what I want to achieve. It should not end. We are not sure it was 24 hours. Well, maybe it was. But what if it was not? What if God just told himself, whatever I accomplish, would define a day. That's how you have to live in certainty. I cannot waste any day. And I must accomplish something every day. This is the book I want. This chapter I must finish today. The day must not end without finishing it. I know. You have to be that strong-willed. That's how to make every day count. And that's how to be result-oriented. Don't be content with activities. This is the problem, I say, I say this with a pain in my heart. But some people are just content with activity. I have shall done it. When you pray, put the end of the prayer at the bottom. That is what I want to happen after the end of prayer. If the prayer has not produced that thing, I'm not stopping the prayer. That's the kind of mentality that gets prayer to work. When you pray to fulfill your righteousness, you will get nothing. When you pray with the result in mind, and we are not stopping until we get that result. That's when the thing will answer you now. Or when it is a, when three o'clock reach, when three o'clock knock, I will change. <laughs> you can't get it done like that. That's what steals your focus and concentration. Because you are activity driven, not result driven. So you are praying, your mind is wondering. Because you are not result driven. When you, are, when you are praying and you are saying, until I get this thing, I'm not stopping prayer. Uh-huh. You pray in 30 minutes and you get a miracle. That's how it works. No day was wanted to end. Until God finishes work, that has to be your mindset in 2020. If not, it will be the same. Happy New Year! Again, no change, no change, no obvious evident change. The cycle just continues. Are we together? Be result oriented. 
Don't do anything without the results in mind. Don't do anything. When you want to write an exam, put a result at the back of your mind. This is what I want to get. If you don't get it, you have no right to say it was good. You have the right to not say, where did I get it wrong? What did I do wrong? The next time, I'll make sure it doesn't happen like that. I must get what I want. I must get what I say. Number six. Don't despise your creative capitals. There is something called a creative capital. How did God make the fishes and the birds of the air from the waters? And God said, let the waters bring forth. It was the waters that were the creative capital of God. How did God make the terrestrial animals and the beasts of the field and man, the ground, the sand? For God's creative work, there's often a creative capital. Hello? How did Jesus turn water? How did Jesus make wine? He used water and turned it to wine. Anytime you see God creating something, there's a capital. That capital often looks like a raw material that is useless. But by the time you put it with God's ability, it can give you your world. It can give you your world. It can give you your world. Your world is not too far. You are just not taking advantage of your creative capital. Everybody entered 2020 with something. At least if you didn't enter with anything, you entered with your human body. And a breath in your nose, isn't that so? You can, nobody can say, I don't have anything. <laughs> you came with something. You came with something. You came with something. But what are you going to use? To what are you going to use what you have? Like they say, use what you have to get what you want. That's what God did. <laughs> God was going to quest the world. And the first thing he says, What do I have? I have my word. So, and God said, Let there be light. Now, what do we have? We have light. Okay. From light, what do we do? Let's create, let's separate. Now we have the waters. What do we do? Let's from the waters make animals. Now we have the earth and the sand. What do we do? Let's from the earth and the sand make animals. It was creative capitals. There's something you have. A skill, an understanding, a passion. You can use it to create your world. Some of you are looking for something that's outside. Looking for extract something. Meanwhile, what you have inside is enough to create your world. You have to just pay attention to it. Don't despise your creative capitals. Last point here. Don't underrate the word. Don't underrate the word of God. The creation story is a story of words. It's a story that epitomizes the power of spoken words. It began with, and God said. It ended with, and God said. <laughs> Nine times that statement was written in Genesis chapter 1. And God said, and God said, and God said, and God said. For every of the saints of God, there was a sight that was good. There was an appearance that was good. There was a creation that came forth from the word of God. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 2. He says that by faith we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. The world was framed 
by the word of God. So that the things that are seen came about by the things which are not seen. Don't underrate words this year. Don't underrate two kinds of words. Number one, your own words. It's just a joke. That nonsense must stop in 2020. It's just a slang. It's how people make their lives wretched and wreck it. There's nothing like just when it comes to words. Every word counts. Just the same way every day counts, every word counts. Every word counts. Don't underrate the words from your mouth. Then not underrate the words from God's mouth. Now not only by bread alone, Matthew 4, 4, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Proverbs 13, 13, He that despises the word shall be destroyed. Yeah. People do not get the best out of life because they despise the word. They underrate the word. Is it not just the word? No. It's the power of creation. It's not just the word. This is the year of His power. They said it last year. That's why nothing changes. That's not changes. He keeps despising the word. Luke chapter 5 and verse 8. Peter said, I have thought all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down my net. That was the, that was the game changer. That was the game changer. That was the game changer. Everything can change in a second. By the power of the spoken word. Stop despising prophetic words. It was first Thessalonians chapter 5 that said that. Paul says, despise not prophesying. When the preacher speaks over you, don't despise it. Stop looking as though the word of God is punishment. Stop being numb and neutral to God's word. You are destroying your life, for goodness sake. This is the secret of creation. And you are overlooking it. You are overlooking it. You want God to come down? See yourself. God speaks. That's his operation. How does God work? By his words. God did not come down. This is hand. I said, oh yeah, son, come this way. Hey, you, you are more the come. God said. That's how, that's, how, that's how God works. How does God work? By his words. By his word. You cannot keep on narrating that word and expect anything to change. You can't. Stand to your feet. Friend the spirit. Friend the spirit. Ugly situations will change. When you confront them, when you confront them, when you confront them, when you confront them, come on, 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 come on. Pray in the spirit is the instructive word. Act on it and see the result. Act on it and see the result. It's as simple as that. There's no magic to these things. Do what you are told to do. Simple. Simple. Do what you are told to do. It's not more than that. Lama no sheketeko barada da 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 sa. 